All right, and go. Welcome. This is a uh, this is lost in the maze. For this is the solo show. This is uh, this is me flexing my broadcasting muscles. Can I do an hour by myself? <laughs> And it still be <clears throat> entertaining in some way. I, I mean, I don't really care if it's entertaining or not. Uh, people seem to watch it. It's funny. I do. Um, I have no problem reading the comments on all this stuff because I mean, what more do I have to lose? You know, if I see some negative comments, it's like, well, you're not gonna fuck up my day more than I've already fucked up my whole life. But. It is, you know, it's funny because I I do engage with that stuff, and then if I start talking about it on here, I'm creating something showing that I'm engaging with the comments, and then if there's further comments commenting on this and what I'm doing now, then we're kind of, you know, it kind of will create this sort of this feedback loop of like perpetual energy. Uh, of uh, me saying something and then you comment on it and then I comment on the comments and you comment on my comments on the comments and we're kind of we're kind of then we're in like a hyper real situation you know facing two mirrors at each other you know world's oldest bar and stuff like that uh but I saw that there were some people saying you know like this is really you know these things he's doing these solo shows are really uh that's bumming me out. It's depressing. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, my life sucks, but the fact that you're, um, like watching what I'm doing and engaging with it in any way means that I, I, you know, I beat you, you know, I win the, the, the game of the mind that we're playing. Cause it's, it's, it's like, yeah, you don't have to watch this. There's no reason for anybody to sit down and watch me talk to myself for an hour. But if you do watch this and then take the time to type something out and uh, post it in the comments section, uh, that's engagement, which means I win. See, that's that's the world we live in now is positive or negative. If you're interacting with anything I'm doing on the Internet, I win because there's eyes on me. And that's all I want. I'm not like trying, I'm not trying to elicit any other reaction than people paying attention to what I'm doing. So, I mean, lo- I mean, love it or hate it. If you're watching it and, and like taking any time out of your day to in- ingest the, uh, you, you know, the slop that I'm throwing out onto the internet, then I, you know, I win in that situation. And, and eventually it'll, you know, that'll turn into like advertising money or like, well, you know, whatever, however it works, you know, as, as much as I don't like the guy, uh, that, that Malaysian fellow, uh, Ian Miles Ching Chong, Ian Miles Chong, Ian Miles Bing, Bing Bong, bum, 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 that guy, uh, all he does all day on Twitter or X, whatever that little goblin does is he, he just post like repost it's it's really strange what he does because he oh he just like reposts things people have already posted or been talking about and I guess like from what I've seen based on who he is 
based on what people already know about him, he doesn't really add much to the conversation. He just like posts a video that's already been going around and then says like, here's the, like, here's this video. And then here's what's happening in the video. And then he doesn't like, he doesn't offer any real commentary most of the time. Like he, he just like, it'd be like a, a, you know, a video of like a black lady screaming on an airplane and then it's it's like, you know, here's a black lady screaming on an air, airplane. And then, the, like, he'll quote something she says in the video. And then it's just, like, the video itself. And then there'll be, like, 8,000 comments, 20,000 likes, and then whatever the, like, the impressions are. Where it's, like, 1.2 million people have seen this post from Ian Miles Chong. And, 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 he, and he's making money doing that. And he's not, but he did, he did like... He's not even like rage baiting anybody. He's not saying anything. And I, I guess like he knows what he is in the media. So he like I guess he knows that like just me being me, I post something like this. People can already surmise like what my opinions on it are. And so I don't even have to do the the work of like offering my commentary that I normally would. I could just repost this. And then everyone in the comments section will uh, just assume what my opinion was on this video. And they'll all start fighting with each other over, you know, ideologies. And I literally did not have to do anything. And then he makes money doing that. And then I guess, you know, every now and then he'll say, like, this is the, the America is crumbling, even though he's I don't know if he's ever like left Malaysia is what, you know, what people say about him. I don't know who he is. I don't know who any of these fucking people are. I'm like, I log on the internet and I'm I'm like, who is Sneeko? I see all like all these people complaining about a guy named Sneeko. And I'm like, I don't know who this is. And then I click on his profile and it's like hundreds of thousands of people following him. And I'm, I'm like, who the fuck is this? I don't know. What, who's why is this guy dangerous? And it's like his whole thing is like women suck and I hate gay people or whatever. But I'm I'm like I I don't know who any of these people are. Who's that other one? Uh, that lady, um, shoe on head. I dude, I'm I've been lost the entire time I've been on the internet. I have no fucking clue who anyone is. I'm surprised that somebody like me developed like any sort of uh like voice on the internet that anyone pays is not a lot of people, but maybe it's enough to build something at some point. But I, I have no clue who anyone is. I I just see these like bizarre accounts. I've never heard of saying like really inflammatory things. And, and then it's like, Oh, 800, some guy named Dom Luker has 800,000 followers. And he posted, like child abuse on his, <laughs> he, got, he got like banned from Twitter for a couple of days because he posted like just like footage of something happening that like even the, like I guess like the FBI had been looking for and he had it on his hard drive and it was like I guess he had the, like the Pete Townsend defense where it's like nah this was you know this was for research he's like a hotep kind of guy so he's like. Nah, I had this. I'm trying to help the damn kids. That's why I got all this child pornography on my computer. I'm trying to help the damn kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to save. I'm trying to save the world by spreading conspiracy theories. 
talking about, you know, I know how to I know how the pyramids was made, and I'll release I will release that information any day now. When the time is right, I'll be telling everybody how the damn pyramids was made. That's his whole account. I mean, salute, you know, what a what a great grift to be like a um I don't know, like a black Republican conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I saw a lady on um somebody on TikTok, it was a black lady like complaining about the fact that white people have learned what have, have like figured out what hoteps are, like they've figured out the word hotep. And I was like, I, well, that's nothing new. I like, I, I thought we all knew what that was for the longest time. And and she was like, are we, you know, are we just going to let white people gentrify another word of ours? And of of all the words that white people have stolen from black people, uh, like woke or whatever, whatever the words may be, I don't, I I can't possibly think of what we might do with hotep i don't think we're going to be able to like take hotep and turn that into you, you know something that what you'll see on like a mcdonald's ad or anything <laughs> you know i think we we just are aware that there's like really goofy guys out there who are, are like you, you know we we was kings yeah I'm, i've known about that forever I mean, well, you know, first I thought it was like Bubba Hotel, that movie, that Bruce Campbell movie where he um, he was like Elvis impersonating an Elvis impersonator. Uh, it was, when did it come out? I think it was like 2006. I forget who directed it. Was it Sam Raimi? That no, I, I don't. I can't remember who made it. it was really, it's a really good movie, but the whole plot of the movie is that Elvis faked his death and then was in hiding and started working as an Elvis impersonator and now lives in a nursing home. And his, uh, his best friend at the nursing home is a black guy who claims to be JFK that they took fake JFK's death and then erased his memory, turned him black. <clears throat> and so then they, um, some like a mummy or something, uh, attacks the nursing home, starts stealing people's souls. And so they, uh, Elvis refers to as Bubba Hotep. It's a good ass movie. It's you know it's one of those I guess like cult favorites. Uh, a lot of people I've shown it to said it's one of the dumbest things they've ever watched. And it's like, hey, you know, fuck you, pal. If you don't appreciate great cinema, if you can't appreciate the brilliance of framing a movie where it's Elvis impersonating an Elvis impersonator. I don't think you don't appreciate how genius that is. But yeah, you know, nothing I can do for you, pal. But yeah, that was, I guess that was where I first heard about the, I first heard the word hotep. And I can't remember when I found out about the, the guys who dress like with the, with the weird hats and stand outside. And what do they complain about? Like circumcision and, and, uh, I guess like a pre- I don't I don't I don't really know what their whole deal is. I, I know it's like they don't like women, and they think like black men were kings and king, kings and queen I, king of queens. That's the real hotep right there, Doug Heffernan, Kevin James. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think Hotep is going to be a word that white people are able to take away from uh, from black people. But I mean, I have been getting really back into TikTok lately, and it's <clears throat> I didn't realize it was it was getting as horny as it is. You know, it's it's like almost like an insidious sort of like it's not pornography. But the things some of the women are doing on there seem almost like more malicious than porn. Like whatever you know, whatever porn does to your brain, I know is bad. But there's gonna something. There's gonna be like something weird that happens with dudes who grow up with TikTok instead of porn. Because, um, like with porn, for the most part, it's like you're still like distanced from what's happening in the video in in a way like even if it's a pov or or you know being presented as like from a first person perspective it's like you're aware that it's a production and being made for the um like entertainment of like all kind of like tons and tons of different people and and so there's like this distance between you and what you're watching whereas like a lot of the women on TikTok are doing this thing where they're like talking into the camera as though it's like a porno and it's all in like these bite-sized clips and it's like all very seductive stuff and and it, it comes across to me as though they're trying to like close the gap between what's happening on in the video and who like you watching it so that you like develop like a closer connection with this like one specific person you know like one one of the ones i've seen is like just up close kisses like up close smooches where the woman will be sitting there and then she'll be like come here and then just like press her lips against the camera and start doing like smooches at it and then like licking her lips and being all sexy and I gotta be honest with you, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. It's pretty fun to watch. But there's something about like those types of videos. They're like ones where like a woman will just like sit on, the, <laughs> sit on the camera and be like, "Oops, I didn't mean to sit there." And it's all very suggestive because it's on TikTok. So it'll be like a lady, like the the like implications that she's like jacking you off but her hands just out of the frame so you could just see her like moving her arm up and down and and she'll be like five four three two one and then the video will cut and loop back so it's all this like really suggestive these really suggestive intimate things that are happening they're all like designed to work around the tiktok censorship and something about it feels more intimate and like more insidious than pornography because it's it's like these it's it's not like a product like a production studio making a porno to be distributed to tons and tons of people because that that right there is like that arrangement in itself is like puts distance between you and what's happening uh, in the video. But if it's just, like, this lady with, like, hundreds of TikTok accounts 
doing these like very intimate POV style things that are like suggesting that something sexual is happening, but not explicitly showing it, but trying to like create this. I don't know if this is making any sense what I'm saying. I I just noticed that like, it seems like what, what these like accounts are trying to do is create this like sim simulation of intimacy with whoever's watching this stuff to like close the gap on like what no like the, the like the viewer's relationship is with this kind of material so that you like develop a more like intimate connection with whoever this is and um i suppose that like OnlyFans does the same thing. I don't, I don't know. I've never subscribed to anyone's. No, I did subscribe to an OnlyFans at one time. It was a lady I found on TikTok, and she was like, it was just this, was this, this weird thing where it's like she wasn't particularly attractive. She just looked like a, just like a fat girl from where I'm from. Like she had, like she was like this like early 20s lady with braces and just like kind of fat. And not necessarily attractive, but she had this like really like horrible trashy vibe about her that I just like couldn't. I was just very curious about, so I did subscribe to her OnlyFans for like a month, and uh, it was honestly boring. The women on that site don't know what the fuck they're doing. If that's like the quality of content that they're putting on there, it was very tame. And she just she just seemed like she she was out of her element doing, I guess like amateur pornography. You know that's that's um, it's the thing that get that's the thing that gets me with OnlyFans is like the I, presumably the selling point of like OnlyFans would be the same thing that I was just talking about where it's it's, it's like a more intimate connection between the performer and the audience where it's like you're directly <clears throat> paying this person for this material so that right there that like financial relationship makes it gives you like more of a connection and and now you have like this exclusive access to the tits and holes of whoever this woman is and maybe maybe that's like enough that it's it's more interesting than regular pornography in that way but you know, you know, I, I didn't find anything that was on this page to be particularly good. You know, I there's better. I've I've seen better stuff on many other websites for free, and uh, anything I've seen from other only, you know, go because every now and then I'll try and find like leaked stuff from OnlyFans. I mean, if you're putting it on there, it's somewhere for free, and I've I, I've never seen anything from OnlyFans I thought was particularly entertaining. It's it's all very tame. And the women just seem like kind of confused, like they're not particularly comfortable with what they're doing, nor should they be. Um, and, and I, you know, I can just tell, like, oh yeah, this is a woman who, like, seven or eight years from now, is uh, going to deal with a, a certain amount of regret for having done this. Um, I mean, good on you for, you know, I, I mean, I saw that this that tall bitch I, I, that pops up on TikTok and YouTube all the time. Uh, what's her name? Marie Tamara. I think she lives in somewhere in Florida. I saw that she was clearing like $300,000 a month on OnlyFans. So, I mean, good for her. But, you know, 
I, I sought it out. I saw some of her leaked stuff, some some leaks from her site, and it's like, pff, I mean, you're bad at this. You have no fucking clue how to how to show your holes to the camera. This sucks. You know, I've I've seen better stuff from like a Serbian cam house where it's just a lady in a cubicle with one of them robots that has a dildo attached to it. Just some like chubby European lady smoking a cigarette while a robot fucks her. She's better at this than you are. You know, that's the thing. You gotta give it you gotta give it some gusto. You gotta be a performer. Um because it's not like it's it, you know, like with porn stars, it's like yeah, I mean, some of them are definitely like attractive, but they're not like they're not the hottest women. You know what I mean? Like they're they're the most attractive versions of women who are willing to put themselves through those situations, through that career. But it, there's no like there's nobody of like the same caliber as like Margot Robbie doing pornography. It's all like you know the, the like the Margot Robbies of Tampa, <laughs> you know, like, like the Myr- Myrtle Beach version of who, whoever, like, and a hot, a, attractive celebrity would be doing porn, you know, like a, a, a like an Alabama, an Alabama seven, but a, like a Hollywood four, you know what I mean? That do, that tends to gravitate towards. Becoming a pornographic actress. Speaking of which, what the fuck is going on with Sasha Gray now? Like, I I keep seeing her like just pop up on like TikTok and Instagram, and she's doing like cooking videos and Twitch streaming and shit like that, and having like philosophical discussions. And I'm I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why do you think that anybody cares about like? the pasta that you're making or that anyone cares about like the thought, the deep thoughts you're trying to have lady. I've seen, you know, I saw you lick cum off a damn toilet seat. What are you talking about? You don't get to like pivot to being some like, like the Julia Childs type of person. It's like, no, you, you made your fucking bed. Now sleep in it, sleep in your like gross, Sheets covered in body fluid. Um, and, and yeah, I I don't know why. I don't understand. I don't like. I don't understand the guy that's gonna see a video of Sasha Gray cooking and watch the whole video instead of going, "Oh yeah, I remember her," and then close it and then just go watch old porn porn of her. You know, like I'm not gonna if if I see. If Sasha Gray pops up on my timeline, I'm gonna be like, "Oh shit, what she's up to? She she's reading philosophy and oh okay." And I'm like, "All right, X videos, Sasha Gray, 18." There we go. The, this this takes me back to being a to being a teenager. It, it, I wonder, does anyone else have that? Like, you have like the go tos for like porn, where it's like um like all the people that you like discovered in your formative years that you just like have always gone back to like it's almost like a I, I, like a comfort thing <laughs> well you know like how there's like grown people now who still watch like old episodes of Spongebob it's like I'm still looking up like old videos of Belladonna 
<laughs> I remember really enjoying as a as a budding youth. <laughs> Just finding like old clips of Dana D'Armond <laughs> and being like, oh shit, yeah, I remember this. I remember the internet's girlfriend. <laughs> Yo, she looks fucking crazy now. That was like I was always in, like enjoyed the fact that she never had any work done. She was just like just a crazy bitch in, like in the shit she would do. And then like all of a sudden I saw her on some video recently and it's like, yo, what the fuck did you do, lady? Like she's got like huge fake veiny tits now and like this big dumb ass. I guess she got like a BBL or something. She looks fucking she looks like a clown. She looks like the fucking bitch in a that the that the leprechaun explodes in Leprechaun Three is what Dana Dearmond looks like now, and it's I I, I saw him like you would have aged way more gracefully if you had just kept them little perkies you had, and just kept doing like wild gross shit, you know you were you were a crazy fucking bitch and now you got like just big fake tits and a fake ass and like weird lips now and. Oh, it's it's horrible to see. I don't know, you know, I don't know what these people are doing to themselves. Kira Noir got big fake tits, and it was always like, no, the, you know, you were one of the few black ones that I liked. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when uh, I remember when Adriana Chechik got some big fakers. It's like I don't know what you see when you look in the mirror, but you know, it's it's like. You know, you had you, you had the goods already. Clearly, you were like making a career in this industry. Why are you? Why do you think you got? You know, why do you think you need to like try and improve upon this? Because it never goes well. It's always you know, like if I'm beaten off to a certain thing, and then all of a sudden she's got like big fake tits and fake ass. It's like you know, I can tell like, oh, nah, yep, now we're on the decline. Now she's getting to the point where. She's like really starting to hate herself and she thinks plastic surgery is going to be what fixes this. And this just leads to inevitably what will end up happening is like she's getting hooked on pills to, to like numb herself for these scenes. And then she has to leave the industry because she turns like, you know, like 34 and that's might as well be a hundred in porn years. And, and then, you know, once she's out of it for a couple of years, the it, it all just sort of hits her when she like realizes like oh that was fucked up that I did that for so long and then she be, you know they become like a born again Christian or something and then go on speaking tours talking about like how abusive and awful the industry is and like the psychological damage it does to you and it, it's it's like with with stuff like that it's always like well I under I like I understand that the like the people in charge of those like production companies and studios can't are like abusive and manipulative. But I would I would say like you know you know, I I, I suppose the cliche would be that like a lot of the women that do porn probably didn't have like good relationships with their dads. Maybe I don't I don't know. But I I don't think there's like a woman out there who growing up and then like reaching 18 is is not aware of like how nobody that loves her wants her to go into that business. 
It's like it's like the worst thing that could happen for a dad is if like his his little girl decides to become a porn star. Like truly, like if I had a daughter, that that would I would be devastated if that happened. But then I guess if she became rich off of it, I'd be like, all right, well, buy me a fucking house, bitch. Um, but I'm still disappointed in you. But so yeah, it's all that's like it's like that's every dad's worst fucking nightmares. His little baby girl is getting you know triple deed. She's getting diners, drive-ins, and dives in her ass on camera. That's the worst thing that could happen. And then like all you know, all the porn stars get interviewed, and like all these interviews, they, they ask them like, "So what do your parents think of you being in this business?" And they all say like the same thing, where it's like, "Well, you know." They were, you know, kind of, uh, you know, hesitant at first. They were, you know, kind of upset at first. But now that I have, like, they support me and all that. And it's like, well, yeah, they're your parents. Like, a lot of parents will, like, will support their children no matter, like, what dumbass fucking terrible decisions they're making. Because a parent's love tends to be unconditional. Especially, like with people like in my generation and younger than me, like we, we were like the first generations to receive like truly more, like more unconditional love from our parents. So it's like, yeah, your parent. I mean, like if your parents are not going to like fucking abandon you or anything, but I, I'm pretty sure that like if you're doing porn, your mom and dad are just like, what what did we do to call? Like what happened? Why is she doing this? (laughs) Um, and, and, and yeah, and then it's always the same story where it's like eighteen year old girl gets roped into like some situation where she's like doing porn, and then like gets out of it years later and talks about like how manipulative and awful these you know production companies can be, or whatever, like how exploitive it is. And it's it's like yeah, I mean, what what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I don't know like why you thought like going into that particular business was going to somehow be like this rewarding creative endeavor. I don't know what's going through their heads. That's why I can't fucking stand it now that like all these like legitimate um like shows or whatever. Like I see it now where these different podcasts or shows and stuff like that are are like more and more starting to have like porn stars on to interview them and talk to them about their careers and stuff. And it I'm always just like, what these these ladies don't have anything to say. They they have nothing to talk about because their lives are spent in just like a haze of dicks and cum, and, and there's nothing there's nothing interesting about them. There's nothing interesting about going into that business, and, and it always feels like weirdly just more exploitive to like bring someone like that onto a show and be like, yeah. So what made you decide to get fucked professionally? As you know, when you were 18, like what led to that decision? Why did you choose to go into like what has been documented as one of the worst, most abusive, exploitive businesses like uh, of all time? You know, why'd you choose to work in the, the same industry that you, you know had Tara Patrick doing porn when she was 16? <laughs> was it no, not Tara Patrick? Who am I thinking of? Who is the one? Tracy Lords is who I'm thinking of. She was the one that was, she was like 16 or 17 when uh, when she started. 
Yeah, I mean, I, don't know. I, I mean, I definitely have porn. I've, I have a difficult relationship with all of it because I have spent a lot of time watching porn, and it's really gross. It's awful what it does to your mind. You know what's funny is, like, I guess, like, women <clears throat> tend to, like, not watch porn as much as men. So it's, it's like, really interesting to, like, talk to just a regular woman and, and who, like, doesn't know anything about, like, porn <laughs> or what's going on with that. Like, a, a woman, a friend of mine was recently telling me she, like, had never heard of, like, a, a cream pie before. And... I'm I'm like, wait, what? How do you not? How do you? How are you just now learning about what that is? And if I mean, like, honestly, it's literally the most natural thing that can happen. You know, the fu- the fucked up thing is that the default setting in pornography is to pull your cock out and then start jerking off and bust all over her face. And that's God. That's not where God wanted you to put that. He wanted you to leave it in and bust inside of her. But that's, I guess that's like not as like visually appealing for the most part as pull, pulling your dick out and masturbating and coming all over a woman's face. There's something more uh, cinematic about that move than just like busting inside and then she has to like spread her lips open and you just have you just see it kind of like bubble out you know just just sort of ooze out like a you know like you poked a hole in a stretch armstrong action figure is that's what a cream pot looks like that's that's what it looks like when a semen drips out of a woman's pussy is like poking a hole in a stretch armstrong action figure um I used to have a stretch Armstrong when I was a kid. They brought him back for a little while, like because I, you know, I know it's like an old old toy, but I remember being a kid and like they came back, and you like I remember having one, and it was it was like a its own toy that you had to like if you if you didn't know any but if you weren't careful you did you you had to like separate it from your other toys because you just threw it in your toy trunk, you know. I had an ornate trunk at the foot of my bed for my toys, you know. If you just threw it in there with your other toys, and it's it's gonna like, you know, and then you go like rooting around for toys later, and then at some point that thing's gonna fucking burst open. And now all of your your whole trunk and all your toys are covered in like whatever the jizz inside of a stretch armstrong is, and you just ruined all your fucking toys with like what is arguably a really shitty toy. Like what is the what's what's the idea? Is it is it's like it's like a a guy made of rubber but filled with some kind of jizz. So it's like you could stretch him and pull him, but not too much because he won't it won't only just break. It'll actually make a fucking mess everywhere and make everything sticky. What an awful awful toy. Whereas it's, it's like you could there there are like toys elastic toys that aren't filled with jizz. But for whatever reason, this company was like, "All right, what if we took, what if we made a toy that you could stretch and bend and twist?" But it, the here, here's the kicker: it's filled with jizz. We fill the we fill the stretch armstrong with jizz, and then now people have to buy more of them because you know the 
eventually this fucking thing's gonna bust open and then kids are gonna have jizz everywhere from the stretch Armstrong and they gotta go to the store and buy another one but I would assume that most parents after the first time that happened would be like no we're not getting you another fucking stretch Armstrong and then you're a kid and you're like well how about this new thing called Nickelodeon Gack how about you hook me up with some of that they were (laughs) toy companies when I was a kid Really making a lot of effort to just like fuck up people's houses. It was like it was the stretch arms. There was gack. The uh, there was like all kinds of like oozes, goops, and slimes that you could get when I was a kid. And it was just like God forbid you had carpet in the house because like all this shit was just gonna completely fuck up the floor of your house. Um. And it was all, and all of it was like terrible because like, I remember having Gak as a kid and it was it, like, what, what would happen is that you'd, you'd pull it out and you'd like be able to have fun with it and do like make it squish it and it would make fart noises and stuff like that. But, but then like inevitably like a, it's going to, like a hair is going to fall in it and like all this other like dirt and debris is going to get inside of this shit. And so now you just have like this sticky, the ball, like slime ball filled with like hair and pennies and candy canes and like you know just different uh viscera that it may have picked up along the way and it, and it, and it's it, it's just a petri dish that you're playing with every time you crack it open now you you start playing with your gack and then the entire fucking house has to get quarantined because you're walking around with the, like a ball of slime filled with every like piece of dirt and bacteria that was in the house. Yeah, it was it was a strange time, you know. And that was probably I was probably like the last generation of kids that was getting toys, right? Because what do do kids still have toys? Do, like, are kids still do kid like that's the thing? Do children still play with toys? Because it seems like the toy market now might be for adults who can't escape their childhood. Like, they're stuck in that mindset. Like, I don't know if I've seen a kid play with Legos ever as, like, as me, an adult. I I don't know if I've ever come across anything on the internet that would lead me to believe that children are playing with Legos. It seems to be mostly adults who go out and spend $700 on like a Millennium Falcon Lego set and then they put it on YouTube where it's like, I just got the the Star Wars Lego set. I'm so excited to try it. And it's like, well, you know, that's for children, but whatever. Because that's you know, I guess that's the world we live in now. Um Funko Pops. <laughs> Another one where it's like, hey, are you are you a fucking loser stuck in the past? Well, how about, you know, about a six million dollar man Funko Pop, or what? You know, I guess they make one in every character now. Um, that's a good scam. Just do like the most minimalistic bullshit fucking version, like toy version of every character that's ever existed, so that autistic grown autistic men can line their shelves with this bullshit. One of the worst fucking toys I've ever seen. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'll never collect toys. I'm never gonna collect fucking anything. I hate having stuff. 
I've like bought so much shit in the past and just ended up throwing so much shit away and all that. And it's like, man, like owning stuff's a pain in the ass. And people are so obsessed with just like owning tons and tons of things, whether it's like vinyl or books or DVDs, Blu-rays and all that kind of shit. And I, you know, I, my grandma, my, my grandma, my mom saw like a few years ago, her fucking trailer burned to the ground and like she was like a hoarder not like um not like like you see on tv she just had like a lot of stuff just like tons of vhs tapes and dolls and like knickknacks and stuff it wasn't it wasn't like uh the the stuff you see on tv where it's like really gross and people are shitting in their hat like just all over the house it's just like she's had like a lot of stuff but it was at least organized in some way but then everything it burned down and like all that stuff's gone now and it's it, it just made me realize like owning stuff's a pain in the ass and then like if any sort of act of god happens or your life just gets fucked up for whatever reason you just lose all of it anyway like i don't you know i understand like the mind of like wanting to collect stuff i used to do it myself with like comic books and stuff like that but it's just it, it's wait what am i i mean I, this is <laughs> fuck dude this is just the the old george carlin joke i just realized i'm just doing like a shitty version of that I, yeah I, mean, I, I just realized that recently though just like I'll, I'll see like videos online like these windows into people's lives and just see like how much shit they have in their fucking house and i'm like I, first, I don't know how you're affording all of this. Uh, I guess because I've never had money myself, but also like this would just like stress me to no end to own that much fucking just, just like that many knickknacks and doodads and all all these like weird items and stuff like that. It's like I I want to live as minimal as possible, dude. I got a stick with a bindle on the end of it. <clears throat> And I and then I just hop, you know, I hit the I hit the rails. I, I hop in the boxcar, I sleep on a bale of hay. You know. I mean I yeah, I guess if I had money I would own stuff. I remember the first time I went to a, like a really, really rich person's house, there was in Dallas <clears throat> this like some some like video game it was it was like some guy that like owned a video game company or some 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 like multimillionaire had um converted the basement in his house into a comedy club. So it was like, I, I remember like, I, f- I forget like what, what the deal was with this guy. Some, somebody met some other comedian met him. And then that, and then that person reached out to me and was like, Hey, this like really rich guy wants us to like do a show in his basement. And do you, like, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. I'll try that. So I went over to this house. It was like a fucking mansion, and he had like catering. There was like catering there for this like comedy show. Really nice spread, like really good food. <clears throat> and it's it was I I it was such a nice place. That I felt bad for being there. I was like, oh yeah, this ain't the kind of place that it's like you're usually invited into. But I do remember like walking in and the first thing I saw in the foyer was um 
like this piece of like modern art, like just, just like this big canvas with the, it was one of those like sort of like minimalistic pieces where it's just like broad strokes of paint, but it looked really cool to me. Like it was one of those, like you could tell it was good. It was good quality paint they were using. I don't know anything about art. It just looked cool. I just thought like, Oh, this is like visually this like captured my attention. And, uh, I think the like the owner's wife came and stood next to me. She was looking at it with me, and I was she. We started talking. I was like, "Man, I really like this." Like, uh, I was like, "You don't mind me asking it? Like, what is this? (laughs) So, what is this?" And she was like, "Tell me about the artist and like the guy who painted it, where they bought it from, and all that." And I was like, "So, how much does something like this cost?" And it was like. I think it was like at least a million dollars that had been spent on this painting. And I did, I do remember, like, I, I still feel this way. It's like, if I was rich as fuck, this is what I'd be spending my money on is good ass art. I could see myself really getting into shit like that. If I, you know, if I had millions of dollars to throw around, but then like, so we all went in the basement for this show and he really did had like converted the entire fucking basement of his house into a comedy club complete with like the uh he had like installed a, a like a brick wall just for the just for the stage like he had installed like this a piece part of the wall to be like a brick wall with the the name of the club on it which was it was like you know Steve's house, Steve's basement comedy club. <laughs> so he had like converted the entire fucking basement of his house to be a comedy club because he was just like this eccentric like video game designer who had made tons and tons of money was like a big fan of comedy. So he was like, do all you broke fucking comics want to come to my mansion and eat good ass food and do comedy? And I was like, absolutely. And um, yes, yeah, you know, interesting to see the uh get to experience like real class divide because i don't you know i've never i don't come from money i've never uh, like made any real money in my life so i don't typically get to hang around with uh highfalutin type of folk and so it was really jarring to be like uh, it was like the first time in my life i've been around people who have like millions of dollars and it is like this stark contrast where it's like, oh, I don't even think we're like the same species. Like, I like, I there's not, I can't possibly relate to any of you in any tangible way because the life that I live is is so vastly different than the life you live. Like, we have nothing. You know, it's you know, I can't. It's like, do you like Vienna sausages? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of Vienna sausages, ma'am? I know your your handbag costs seventy five hundred dollars, but have, have you ever tried potted meat? Have you, ever, have you ever tried deviled ham? You know, it's there is a whole aisle at the grocery store that's different kinds of like meat in a can. I don't know if you know that, uh, ma'am. Not just in fact, like spam is too. I don't know if you know this, miss. But by, by the way, nice shoes. How much are? Oh, they're twenty five hundred dollar pair of shoes. Anyway. I don't know if you know this, but yeah, there's there's more canned meats than just spam. In fact, a lot of people don't even realize spam is one of the more expensive of the uh, the canned meats. You know, to, if you're if you're buying meat in a can, 
you do tend to, if you want to save money, you do tend to want to go with your Vienna sausages or potted meat, perhaps pickled pig's feet. Spam is a little more fancy than all the others when it comes to the to the canned meat proteins. Um, <clears throat> you know, and don't even get me started on tuna. Don't even get me started on cans of tuna. Yeah, you know, get out of here with that star kiss. That's a damn brand name. All right, we out here getting that Kirkland tuna, that great value. Um, what what is canned tuna, by the way? Because it, I've had like actual tuna, and uh, it's awesome. It you know, like the real like pink tuna that you get on like sushi and stuff. It's like, that's incredible, but then, like, the stuff in a can has more of, like, I guess that's why they call it chicken of the sea, because it does have more of a chicken-like consistency to it. It looks like chicken, and it's all diced up, and, it, like, it doesn't resemble tuna in any way. And, and uh, it's, yeah, it's always it's like, what is this? It also, like, sucks. Like the tuna in a can, like if I if I was to get like a real fresh piece of real tuna, like at a like a sushi place, if I'm getting nigiri, you know, I could eat that by itself. Maybe you know, I guess it comes on rice or whatever. But you know what I mean? It's very minimal, so I don't. I could just eat that as plain as possible and really enjoy it. But if I, like tuna in a can, the only way it's good is if you dress it up like with a bunch of other shit. You know what I mean? So, so it's like the tuna just becomes like the delivery system for a fuckload of mayonnaise and relish and, and mustard, and and then you put it on a cracker. So you do like you the tuna is like serving as like the protein you're eating, but it sucks so fucking much that you got to dress it up with all this other shit and then put it on a cracker or or bread. So you're doing like everything you can to actually mask the flavor of the tuna itself, um, because it it's it's awful. Uh, it's it's like one of the it's just an unpleasant experience all around. Like opening a can of tuna, it, it always feels like I'm working with like plutonium because if if like any of the tuna juice gets anywhere, well now my the whole kitchen is going to stink for a fucking week. So you have to handle it like it's hazardous materials, like just opening a can of tuna and then taking it over to the sink to like dump all the fucking juice out. Um, and yeah, because if you get that juice anywhere, it's just gonna it'll drive you fucking nuts. Like how much that just that stinks for like for how long it stinks. Um, and then like you're it's psychotic if you're eating that shit straight out of the can. You gotta. Mix it up with a little Dukes, a little Dukes mayonnaise. I go Dukes. Some people go Hellman's. I don't know who the fuck is using Miracle Whip. That shit's crazy. It's not even really mayonnaise, but yeah, I go Dukes. Do a little relish, a little maybe a little mustard, or maybe not mustard. Well, whatever, and a little salt and pepper. And then uh, you could make a sandwich with it. You could do a tuna melt, but I, th- I like to go just. Just you know, Ritz crackers, baby. Put some of that. Put some of that tuna on a Ritz cracker. That ain't bad, you know. After you dress it up, but I would never eat it just by itself. Um, 
I'll tear up some Vienna sausages though, just straight out the can. Uh, those are, you know, those have like a very, um, specific flavor, <laughs> you know, you know, if you're Venus sausages are like, you know, I guess if you, if, if a hot dog is too expensive for you at the moment, you could go for a can of Vienna's. Um, but I, I grew up eating cause my whole family is, you know, hillbillies and rednecks so that was a staple of our diet growing up was a armor brand vienna sausages and um i don't know what makes them vienna i don't i don't think they're they come i I don't i don't think that's like a part of the cuisine of vienna is like a highly processed meat product like that but uh i've eaten a lot of I, i had some last night i like them um, man, it must be nice to have fucking money and just be able to actually go eat real food. Goddamn sick of just eating dog shit. Subscribe to the fucking Patreon, please, so I can actually eat something that's real again. I'm tired of eating protein blocks made out of bugs and, you know, organs. Um, I'd love to eat like an actual dinner again. I guess this is my fault. It's my fault that I'm in this situation. I'm at the very back of the I'm at the very back of the train on the snow piercer. And I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get my way to the front and kill Ed Harris. I'm trying to kill Ed Harris. Is Ed Harris is he a leading he's not really been a leading man, has he? He's more of a guy. He's more of a like a character actor. I like him a lot, though. Um, yeah, Snowpiercer is dope. You know, uh, <laughs> that's a, I don't. That was like the funny thing, like the conversation I just had with with Nick Oldershaw. We were talking about like old Hollywood and stuff, and he did make a good point uh, about how like old Hollywood stories were stories of just like maniacs be, being like, truly like in doing like really incorrigible like destructive things but they were like movie stars so it was always like this is badass that you know these guys are like getting into this kind of trouble and uh now it's like i I just saw that like g it was like a gq article or something where it's like chris evans said that he wants to like slow down on acting and to do like less work because he's like you know yeah think about like when's it filming is it in the fall i love the fall i don't want to miss the fall and, and so he, he says some shit like this, and then, like, all these people are like, hey, man, you know, you've earned it. You know, you've put in the work and, and all that. And it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, you're, you want, well, okay, so what you're saying is you want to take time off from a job that's, like, not real. It's arguably probably, you know, one of the best jobs in the world where you only work, like, a, maybe a few months out of the year, and you could just fuck off and go, like, really enjoy life. Or, you know, I, I don't know how it works, but it's just, I, like, I don't under, like, how am I supposed to feel about, like, a guy who could just completely quit everything and be comfortable forever, saying that he wants to, like, take less roles because he wants to, like, watch the leaves change color. Like, why why are you printing this? Why What am I supposed to think about this? It's like, oh, that, that I mean, 
That's cool, man. I've I have like three hundred dollars in my bank account right now. Like I don't understand how, like why I I'm being made privy to this information. Now, if you were to get drunk and drive your car into a fucking building, that's a story, and I can relate to that. I would enjoy that story, but telling me that you feel like you're taking on too much work to enjoy the the seasons change, it's like, buddy. Almost nobody gets to enjoy any aspect of their life, and you're living like the best life out of you're like this is it's it's like I don't I don't expect these people to be relatable in any way, but it's, it's like don't 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 show me shit like that. So now I just get mad, and, and then I, and then I'm mad at all of them, and then it's like I you know what I hope the fucking studios don't pay anyone anymore. I hope the strike never ends, and then all you fucking people have to go figure out. Something fucking else to do. This shit, this shit, it's driving me. Cr- Mark Wahlberg said the same thing. He's like, "Hey, you know, I gotta, yeah, I gotta take a break from acting. I'm acting too much." And it's, it's like you don't have to do anything ever again. Like, I, why are you? Why do we need to know this? Why do we need to know like your your inner thoughts and plans and goals and dreams at this point? It's like either act or don't. Like I did, did Jack Nicholson ever make like any real statement saying he was gonna like go into hiding and just like take a I, like I don't none of the, it's just, it's just not relatable and it it just makes me like I read it and I'm like I don't like okay what do I do with this information like how is this a story that you're thinking of not acting as much like I okay so you're saying you don't want to f- do your job anymore. And that is to be celebrated. Uh, okay, you could, or uh, you know, you could have just not printed this. I don't need to know this. You know, it's whatever. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, fuck them. Sucks that like out of all the unions that exist, like the two of the last like remaining old school unions are. The, like the WGA and SAG, where it's like filled with the most fucking annoying, dumbass, awful, dipshit, fucking privileged people. And I, I, I know some people are losing their asses right now, but it's like every selfie video I see of Adam Conover, it's it's like I hope all of you go homeless. <laughs> he is not doing you any favors with those videos. Like, man, you just the most annoying fucking t- like just. All like, oh god, I hate him so much. Every selfie video of Adam Con over on the picket line, it's like I hope all of you, I hope all of you lose your fucking houses just because of this guy. Jesus Christ. Um, and what I mean, what is that? What is that haircut? God damn, I hate that dude. Um, yeah. I see, you know, I guess if I was if I was a TV writer, I'd be just as annoying, perhaps. You know, <laughs> it's also so insulting. It's like, you know, I you know, I guess it's like it makes sense that they would want these studios should be paying people more, but it's like the fact that these guys, all these people are on strike, means that like all the all the crew members, like all these other like union people like grips and lighting or whatever the fuck, they're also not getting to work right now because of this shit. And 
like, and they don't have, like, I don't think they have, like, any real bargaining power with anything. If, like, I, you know, I don't know, like, how any of that works, but it's like, they're just, like, in a position where it's like, well, fuck, nobody's making anything, so we have, like, no work right now. Uh, and nobody cares about them. Nobody cares about the guy who holds the boom mic or the guy who, like, plugs in the lights and shit like that. Uh, when it's like, they probably do, like, more actual tangible work than, you know, six Harvard graduates sitting in an air-conditioned room trying to, you know, figure out what's going to happen on this, you know, this week's episode of uh, whatever fucking sitcom, <laughs> whatever dopey fucking show is on now. I don't watch any of that shit now. I just watch, like, YouTube videos of people reacting to other people's reactions of of things. It's like a reaction video to a reaction video to a reaction video. You know, an, an infinite hallway of mirror, like a funhouse mirrors. Um, <clears throat> and that's 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 my that's my goal. That's my dream job is just to react to things that people are reacting to, and, and the you know the work I do is is just reacting to the the work of other people. And their work is reacting to the work of other people, and their work is reacting. You know, and then who knows who actually did the the original um, the original work? You know, and that's that's uh, that's Simulacra and Simulation by uh, Jean Baudrillard, one of uh, maybe two or three philosophical treatises I've read, and I'll force I'll force that one into any conversation, whether it fits or not, to make myself feel smart. All right, well, that's it. I'm done.